following is an audio extract from a video I created a few years ago in which I explored the idea of the illusion of time and the consequences that come from this. Before we explore the idea of time, how it is and why it is, and how you can alter the past, present and future, let's firstly take a look at our physical third dimension within which time exists. We know that we live in a physical reality. We have our bodies, we have our environment. There are two other realms associated with this physical reality. The first being the astral plane, also known as the fourth dimension, and that's where our thoughts and desires manifest prior to coming into our physical reality. The other is the spirit realm, which is where departed spirits go in between lifetimes or incarnations. And when your soul decides it no longer wishes to experience a physical existence, then it moves on from the spirit realm into the higher dimensions. Let us look at the third dimension. It is completely unique within creation. Nowhere else is there a concrete physical existence such as this. When we are not in a physical reality, our true natural environment is pure consciousness, and pure consciousness can take any form at will. So, in order to create something that is not our natural form of being, an illusion had to be manifested. And so, of course, divinity created our physical illusion, our third dimension. It's kind of a, a bubble of unreality, although of course it feels so real to us while we are in it. In order to have the honour, and it is an honour, to come in and experience something that is so unique, your soul had to agree to do something that is completely astonishing. Your soul agreed to come into separation. But separation from what? Well, separation from God. Separation from soul awareness. Separation from the rest of creation, all the other dimensions of existence. And separation from the true oneness of creation. Separation from each other. We literally are separated by physical bodies. It was an astonishing thing to do for your soul to say, yes, I will come into a physical reality and I will lose remembrance of all of these things. As such, our lack of perception of a direct experience of divinity of the higher dimensions, of our own soul awareness and a true oneness with each other has led to all manner of consequences, challenges and opportunities for each of us here in the third dimension. So in order to create this illusion, a quarantine had to be formed 
so that you, as the aspect or part of your soul that extended itself into physical form, could truly and utterly believe the reality in which you occupy, which in truth, as we know, is an illusion, an ingenious illusion, but an illusion nonetheless. So how did this happen? Well, next we're going to look at two things that enable the illusion of physical existence to come into being and to be sustained. Well, we briefly touched upon the idea of the third dimension and how it was that your soul and my soul and every other soul in human form had to agree to come into the illusion of separation. There are two things that enable separation to occur. And once I mention them, of course, they'll seem very familiar. It is space and time, otherwise known as the space-time continuum. Space is the context within which time can occur. But it is time that is literally the backbone of the illusion. Time enables separation to occur. How is this so? Well, time gives us one very fundamental thing. And that is, of course, the cycle of birth and death, which I like to call birth and rebirth. It gives us then the opportunity to believe that we are living one lifetime at a time. It enables us to bring our focus to this one lifetime. So one lifetime is enabled by the cycle of birth and rebirth. It leads us then to believe that time is sequential, that we have past lifetimes, that we have a present lifetime, and that hopefully we will have a future lifetime. Well, the masters tell us this simply isn't so. It seems like that while we exist within time and while we choose to perceive it as a linear experience. But what happens if you take time out of the equation? Well, if time was released from our dimension, then our illusion would cease to be. We would become completely aware that the natural state of being within creation is within what is often called the eternal one moment. That is to say, that everything is occurring simultaneously, all at once, in the one moment. And in fact, there is an absence of time. So that even using the term moment is misleading, but we don't have any other alternative terms. So it is the simultaneous nature of existence, the fact that every single lifetime in any dimension 
including here in our third dimension of physical reality, is being experienced all at once, all at the same time. For we humans whom are so used to time, this is perhaps a strange concept and can be a bit of a challenge to come to terms with. But for me, it makes perfect sense. And in that context, there are no past lifetimes. There are no future lifetimes. There is only the present lifetime. But that present lifetime incorporates all lifetimes. So the masters say to us, given that time is not sequential and all lifetimes are simultaneous, the idea of evolution or spiritual progression is actually irrelevant because it isn't sequential. So, for example, they say, this lifetime you may believe, and I certainly do, that I'm a reasonable person, that I'm on a spiritual path, and I feel as though I've made headway on that path, and that to the best of my ability I try to be a good person, and that this lifetime then I would probably be drawn to believe is built upon the lifetime that went before, and having did my best in this lifetime, then I would anticipate that my next lifetime, I would pick up where I left off. Well, this isn't true. They say, your next lifetime, you could be a caveman. And your last lifetime, you could have been a saint, a guru, the Dalai Lama. It doesn't matter about sequential spiritual or evolutionary progression. And we'll come to see why there's one very good reason why your soul isn't concerned with enlightenment. There is another wonderful consequence of linear time being an unreality, that Simultaneous existence is the true reality. And the masters give us an example. And they say, if you were a murderer in a particular lifetime, or many lifetimes, uh, and when they say murderer, they say someone who willfully goes and causes harm, who willfully goes and murders, not someone who is obliged and has to go to war, or has to protect their family and loved ones in some way. But if you consciously decide that you will kill people or that you enjoy war, then so it is. That's what has happened. And in that lifetime, it is so that you have the consciousness of someone who could kill for pleasure. However, if in another lifetime, given that they're not sequential, given that they are occurring all at once, say, for example, hopefully, this lifetime, you cannot possibly conceive of willfully hurting, harming, or killing somebody else, or even another creature. 
then that is your present consciousness. And so all those lifetimes where you have consciously and willfully hurt and harmed and killed others, simply cease to be. It's not as if you have set them right or relived them to do it better. It ceases to be. And this is why. Because when all lifetimes and all existences are simultaneous, there's one common thing to all those lifetimes. And that is, of course, you, your consciousness. So as you change your consciousness in one lifetime, it changes all lifetimes. Because all lifetimes are connected to your consciousness. And in fact, all lifetimes and all of that experience doesn't exist outside of your consciousness. It exists within you. So again, if you change your consciousness in one lifetime such as this, all lifetimes are reshaped. Even those that we regard are the past, even those that we regard are the future. So all those lifetimes where your consciousness was one of conflict and harm do not exist because it no longer exists in your consciousness. It's so simple and so liberating. However, the masters do remind us that the law of karma does exist. It exists here in our illusion. So there are consequences for any harmful actions. And that is because in our third dimension, there is a perpetual balance that needs to be kept. So karma is an issue, but karma is only relevant to the illusion, to our physical dimension, and therefore it is illusion also. So it's a marvellous way of looking at things. And it is truly an expansive way. I hope that you've enjoyed this presentation. 